Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. It's on Success Hackers that we are all about empowering you our entrepreneurial audience, to help you take your business to entirely new heights. How do we do that? By interviewing some of the most talented and successful entrepreneurs on the planet and then having them share their success strategies and hacks with us. If you haven't yet listened to the last episode, make sure to go back and listen to Cole Hatter because Cole Hatter, man, multimillionaire in his 30s, he's doing some huge things. Make sure to go back and listen to my episode with Cole. Oh, also, don't forget, if you want to ask a question, if you want me to ask a question to our esteemed guests or something you want me to bring up on the show, you can always do that by emailing the show at info at successhackers.net. That's info at successhackers.net. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who is the founder of a company that has been listed on Inc. Magazine's list of fastest-growing private companies multiple times. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Todd Brook. Todd, are you ready to rock? I am ready, Scott. A serial entrepreneur with a passion for engagement and brand experience, Todd Brook has successfully launched and grown a number of businesses in different sectors. He acts as a strategic advisor to private equity groups, helping them to maximize the value of their investments. He is the founder of the leading digital marketing agency, Envisionit, a business that helps brands launch and grow market share, and which has been featured, as I mentioned, for five consecutive years in Inc. Magazine's fastest-growing private companies. Todd Brook, welcome to Success Hackers. It's great to have you on the show, man. Well, it's great to be here. Yeah, so I... I gave our Hacker Nation listeners, Todd, a little bit of information, but would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your business. Well, terrific. So the business I'll focus in on is the one you just referenced, which was Envision It Media. Um, Envision It is something that I actually launched right out of college. And for me, you know, it, it was always as an entrepreneur, um, I, I always struggled with bureaucratic environments. And my personal mission in life was to help people grow. And so I found that the best way I could do that is to apply my strategic thinking to digital, which I've always had an affinity towards technology. So uh, in February, it will be 15 years. I launched uh, literally out of my house a company now that has uh, 60 full-time employees uh, called Envision It. And we basically, to, to uh, the point you brought up earlier, we help growing companies grow faster. With the space being you know, fairly crowded, I think you'd agree. How do you guys separate yourself? I know you've been doing it for a lot longer, so you've, you've separated yourself, number one, by longevity, which is, which is great. Congrats on that. But also, when you come to the marketplace, whether it's your USP or just your market differentiator, how do you separate yourself from everybody else that kind of does what you do? Well, I, I think first it starts uh, as an organization with truly understanding what we stand for and what we're trying to and really how we're trying 
to change the world. And for us, we believe that the web is a crowded space. Digital, as we both know, is absolutely blown up. And we saw tremendous opportunity in really bringing that humanity back to the digital experience. So for us, it's really the, the aspect of coaching our clients away from that idea that they've got to work so hard to sell to their customers and instead to take that step back and really take that moment to build that human connection, build that relationship. And, you know, digital really does offer an interesting mechanism or way to be able to get that message out there. Hmm. Yeah, I love how you say that, you know, the human connection piece. I was reading something that you wrote um, that it's about human connection. And that's that's how you do differentiate yourself. But take us back to exactly how you help your clients and what the company does specifically. Well, terrific. Yeah. So really, there's two divisions to the agency. Uh, the first side, and if I went very simple, uh, builds websites. But it really is more than that. It's really that entire web experience from the time a person first touches your brand online all the way through whatever that act of conversion may be for a specific brand. We really curate that entire experience. We work through the content, the visual design and and, and build a journey that ultimately uh, really works towards that end business goal. The other side of the business is completely focused on the lead generation side. Ultimately, how are we building up visibility and distributing information into the web that's going to attract potential customers to your website? And so those two work really nicely together. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's that constant thread of that brand and that connection that really is the multiplier for the clients we work with. Yeah, so when they come to you, uh, what's a common problem that they have and that, that's the reason why they hire you? 90% of the time, what they've seen is they've been growing tremendously fast, whether it's an early stage company or mid-stage, but they've seen tremendous growth. And they've hit the ceiling where they're really not sure how they can use digital better. They've been running maybe paid search programs. They've got a web experience that's been live and doing adequate, but they simply want it to perform better. And what we work with our clients on is really understanding the per unit economics of their customers, understanding what that conversion can really look like, how we increase that lifetime value. And we come in there and ultimately put together strategies or plans for them playing into the capabilities they may have as a business already. So if they've got incredible, for example, incredible content writers, um, we may look at that and say, terrific, we're going to use you for content. But we put this puzzle together in a way that really, again, reinforces that human connection. And from there, we're able to accelerate and scale growth. And with a lot of our clients, they come to us with the goal of either they want to go public, and we've done that a number of times with clients, they want to be acquired. Um, and then you occasionally run into those occupying generals, those people that absolutely love what they do, want to do it forever. And just want to see themselves scale over the next few years. When a client first comes in, we actually do a mindset exercise with them to make sure that we're in a position where we're going to be an optimal fit to deliver that, that, that maximum impact. Because mindset is so important when you look at business and who you're dealing with on the other side, their culture, uh, their willingness to experiment, their growth motivation. Well, it's important that those align. And if those fall into alignment, magic happens. And when those don't, you hit friction. And so over the years, we've really understood for us what that ideal customer looks like. And we have gotten very, very good at running them through an exercise where they get to evaluate themselves as well to determine if it's a fit. I mean, we all know you bring in a bad customer or and, and they may be a great customer for someone else, but bad for you. 
you could end up costing yourself a ton of money. But if you take the time to actually understand what a right fit looks like, it's pretty impressive what you can accomplish. Mm, I love that. Wow. Hacker Nation, man, strap in because Todd is dropping some serious serious gold nuggets on, on how to grow a business and how to develop a culture, which I want to I actually I want to ask you about that because I know you and I talked offline about the importance of culture. Someone that's owned a business for over 14 years, 60-plus employees, has all these accolades. What drives you? And why is that important in the overall scope of Envision It? Well, for me, I'm a strong believer that everyone's got a unique ability. And a unique ability has to have three components to it. Number one, you got to be better at anyone else at it. Number two, it's got to be that type of activity that genuinely recharges you, that, that gives you that energy to keep moving forward. Uh, a lot of things we do in a day may, may suck that energy from you, but when you're operating in your unique ability, it should truly be energizing. And the third thing is you've got to be a constant learner at it, meaning you always want to improve your craft. And for me, what drives me is I absolutely love working with businesses and personally acting as a multiplier, whether it's with individuals or other companies. I've never looked at myself as that person that will come up with that breakthrough idea, but what I'm able to do is take someone's breakthrough idea and 10 exit. And for me, that's where I love to live. Uh, that's where I spend my time. And as a culture, what we've done is we really embrace each person's unique ability. Understand, I mean, one of our first exercises when an employee comes on is really to understand beyond who they are on paper and the great conversations you know you have, but it's really understanding what is it that makes them truly unique? Where are they going to pull energy from what they do? And we've really built a culture on that. And the people we bring in are super energized around growing business. They want that line of sight to the impact that they're having on the world. And if they get that, they stay. And while so many, I mean, I, I believe the statistic right now is in digital agencies, you can expect percentages approximately 32% attrition year over year. And when I look at our team, you know, we may have one role resign in a year. It's such a small amount of attrition because they're so connected and feel that they can actually operate within that sandbox. So there's someone right now, Todd, listening, there's probably multiple people listening saying, man, I want my company to operate like that. I can just tell by, by listening to Todd that he's had a lot of coaching, a lot of professional and personal developments. And I can tell that the culture just sounds fun. It just sounds fun working for Envision It. Where did you kind of create or how did you create that and how did you get to the level that you're at now so that you can then impart these amazing viewpoints in, in future strategies with people that come on board? Because this is not something that typically most people are born with. They have to either learn how to develop the right culture or they have to go out and seek additional help. How did you kind of formulate that to grow the business that it is right now? Well, I mean, it's been a number of things. To your point, I've had a, a lot of coaching over the years, and it's something when you when you enjoy what you do, you constantly want to learn. And so, for me, uh, number one, that's something that I've that I've always believed. Uh, with that being said, I, I would argue that one of the greatest changes that I experienced over the years, because it wasn't always this way. In fact, if, if I was to look back at the 15 years in business, I would say somewhere around year eight or nine, we hit a period of what I would call our dark ages. And it was where, you know, you're dealing with people that, well, I mean, there was a lot of complaining, a lot of whining, a lot of negativity that creeped into the, to the atmosphere. And it wasn't because of our business. It wasn't because of our clients. And unfortunately, I, I was completely blind to what it was. I thought, well, each month I'm talking about vision. I'm talking about where we're heading. I, I don't understand why people aren't feeling connected to this. 
And what I realized was I was doing a whole lot of speaking, but I wasn't really listening the right way. And there's tons of products on the market. One that I'm very well connected to is a product called Engagement Multiplier. And for me, uh, it's something that we use. We, we actually built it for one of our clients. Uh, but it was an incredible game changer for me as a business because what it gave me the ability to do is listen. I Every 90 days, a survey goes out. It interviews my entire team. Uh, it takes them about 10 minutes. So we're asking for a very small investment for a high return. And what I'm basically getting back are two things. One, they're scoring basically me on how engaged I am as an owner, how engaged we are in the pursuit of our purpose. I mean, on one extreme, do we even have one? On, on the other extreme, are we living, breathing, sleeping it every day? Is it part of how we make decisions? Um, how engaged are the leaders, the employees, and ultimately our customers? And then it also asks the question, what is one insight that you would love to share with leadership that would improve your level of engagement? And then also, what are two things you can do? And then I get all this data back. But when I say listen, for me, it came down to understanding what people were looking for and what they didn't feel connected to was our purpose. And as soon as I sat with them and worked together to ultimately craft a purpose as a team, and yes, I gave framework to it, but every team member felt an active role in participating. And when they're part of that experience and you give them that level of credit and value, they really believe it then. And it, it was really transformative for our business because everybody believed in what we are doing. It became the mantra. And I watched within the next 90 days, things changed dramatically. The two mm -hmm. big ones, people that weren't connecting with the purpose left. And that was good um, because a lot of these employees were in disguise. They appeared to be incredible that they were busting their butts, but they were really disengaged. And now I've got a highly engaged team. And when you have an engaged team, you end up getting something that's very valuable to an entrepreneur back, which is time. Yeah, right. And I, and I love your philosophy because I know a lot of business owners, a lot of leaders, they sometimes might feel a little bit scared because if they, if they want feedback, what are their employees or what are their team really going to say about them? So when you do this, this survey, is it anonymous? It is completely anonymous and confidential for the employee. Uh, it does offer the one that I use, and there's so many out there, but the one that I use, which is the engagement multiplier, um, it goes ahead and allows for me to have secure follow-up with these people as well. So they, I don't know who I'm writing, but if they write a feedback, I can dig in and ask more questions, which gives me that valuable insight. Mm -hmm. And to any entrepreneur, you know, something that I strongly believe is that ignorance is never a good business strategy. So many business owners are scared to hear the truth, and they haven't identified a way to get that real feedback from them. And you operate in fear. And the second you realize that whether they're saying this to you or not, they're talking about it, get connected to what they're saying, understand it, and then you could do something about it. We give all that raw feedback. We literally set it on the desk. And all the employees are welcome to go and read all of our the feedback we've received. Because to me, we wanted that transparent culture. But what it's created is an environment where people are open, honest, um, and, and feel like they're part of something. And that's a really powerful thing. Yeah, and to your point, when you feel bought into something, and it's not just a paycheck or insurance, it's way bigger than that. It's a feeling of, I can't wait to get to work because I truly have buy-in where I work. It just multiplies and ripples to everything else that people do. Completely agree. And, you know, the second you, you put a paycheck in front of somebody, they're very appreciative for that moment. And then what do they want just a few months later? More pay. Right. It becomes a carrot that you're constantly dangling. And, and we find that about benefits. There, there's been so many studies done about engagement. 
And what's so interesting is in the United States, 33% of the workforce, according to Gallup, is engaged. And of those people, uh, so now you go ahead and you say of those disengaged people, when given the choice between getting a raise or going ahead and having their manager fired, 67% would prefer to have their manager fired. (laughs) It says something about the level of engagement that exists. And what's so sad about it all is it's so easy to change. Wow. Great stuff. Great stuff. So let's shift gears. There's a segment on the show called the Fail Forward Stage. It's a segment that a lot of people don't like to talk about because it's one of their darker moments in their career and their life, but it's the turning point. So can you get vulnerable with us for a second, Todd? Absolutely. So I believe that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure maybe a little bit differently than most people. They use failure as feedback and course correction. Take us back to a time, Todd, when you failed You maybe even almost wanted to give up, but you actually used that one failure as fuel to your success fire. Well, I I alluded to it earlier, but it's a period that I do, joking around, called the dark ages of the business. And again, it was a handful of years ago, maybe seven years ago, and it was the most transformative point that we had as a business. And this was when uh, we had brought in a number of employees very early and, and transparently, uh, we brought in entry-level roles. Uh, we compensated them at a level that we could afford at the time. And arguably, for their level of experience, it may have been fine. But after a year, two years of being exposed to so many different things, as a lot of our employees are when we're an early-stage startup, people are wearing many hats, you started to build this sense of entitlement. And it wasn't necessarily compensation, but a symptom of it was around compensation. And for me, I... I started to fall into really a gap where all I was being exposed to is negativity. We started to see attrition and we felt like we were constantly looking for new talent. And this was a brand new issue for us. Um, And even more so, I started to find that some of the leadership was creating these foggy walls. And it wasn't that they weren't trying to do great things for us. It was simply that they were building up walls that made it very hard for me to understand what they were doing to try to improve the business. And for me, I lost night after night of sleep. I actually got to a point where I didn't even know that I enjoyed coming into work. And this was, for me, a business that I have never one day felt that way about, but there was a stretch of about six or seven months where I was absolutely there. Hmm. Well, for me, the transformative insight and moment was I realized that there was negativity. And I pulled the entire group, and at the time it was around 30 people. And I pulled them into a room, and I literally said, everybody put your hands up. I want you to put your hand down if you absolutely love what we do, coming to work each day, the environment, and nobody put their hands down. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to start this off because I don't believe that's true. I'm going to put my hand down. I actually do not enjoy coming in. And suddenly (laughs) you started to see people get more and more comfortable and people started putting their hand down. And we were left with three or four people with their hands up that were being very honest. They, They absolutely loved it. And I said to them, this is going to change and it's going to start to change right now. And what I basically did was I put out an ultimatum saying, I want to love what we do here. And I want to hear your feedback on what needs to be true for you to feel the same way. But it can't be something you expect. It's got to be something that you're able to participate in where it's not just what CEO does for me. And this conversation said, but if you absolutely do not feel connected here, are not energized to try to make this place where you spend well over 1,800 hours each year, if you're not motivated to improve this, 
I want you to leave, but I will give you 90 days of severance, keep you employed during that period so you could go and find another job. So I put the ultimatum out there, and I had a few people take me up on it, maybe three. What I started to see happen now was people were actually no longer putting the onus on what will leadership do for me, but it became a conversation that we started to have around what can we do for each other to improve this place. And let's not forget the best ideas come from the team, and that's exactly what happened, and that was the beginning for me of an incredible transformation as a business. So how many of those people actually left? So I had, in there was two waves, I would argue. The first wave happened where I had about three people actually tell me they were going to leave. Then there was about a month later, a couple of others that were actively looking. And we knew, we had a sense that that would happen. So we had five people out of 30 leave the business. Hmm. But I will tell you, as soon as you remove that negative energy, the cloud lifted, all of us love coming to work. And I had a team that was energized to move it forward. And my job as, I believe the job of an entrepreneur is to connect their team to their purpose. If they can only get one thing right, it's make sure everybody connects with, believes, and is energized by your purpose. Man, I love that. What a great story. Thanks for sharing. Man, to all you leaders out there, all you business owners, in all you leadership positions, I mean, listen to what Todd just said. I mean, that took some balls to do that, to get in front of his entire company to say, you know what, I don't even love coming here. And we're going to make some shifts, and if you don't want to stay, you can leave, and I'll give you 90 days' worth of pay and severance, but we want to make this company right, and we want to do the right things. Man, I give you so much credit for doing that, because that takes a lot of, like you said, sleepless nights, and I'm sure that once you did that, it probably felt like the world was off your shoulders. It was absolutely incredible, and it's fun to reflect with the team members, and there's a number of them that are still here from that moment to reflect back at that day. And how it was such a great turning point. And we all we all laugh about it and look fondly upon it. But that could have gone a number of ways. And I was just so happy the way it went. It's so easy to be scared of losing something. But it's really neat when you're looking towards the future and you're not always worrying about worst case. You're actually focused in on the prize and what you're and how you're trying to change the world. I don't care if you sell socks or if you are doing incredible sciences that will change the world. It is a ton of fun when you understand how you are changing the world because we all have an impact on it. All right, Todd, as you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help them grow themselves and their business. You touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'm going to take you a little bit deeper. What's one success hack that you can share that can maybe help our Hacker Nation community of entrepreneurs become more successful in developing a winning team? Yeah, the, the one I would touch on, and I've referenced it a number of times, is purpose. Um, I would say, as an owner of a business, take a minute. Write down why you're in business in a single statement, just a single sentence. We are in business to, okay, so first is what are you doing, for who, and then why does this matter, not to your customers, a purpose should not be for your customers, but why does this matter to my team? Why is this important to my team? And then what I would recommend doing is pull your team together. Tell them this is what you were thinking, why you started the business, but you guys are here every single day. And what I want you guys to do, depending on size, you can do it right there as a team, or you can have each manager split off with their teams, have people write their version of the purpose, have everyone just on a note card, write their version of it. Give them the foundation by writing it yourself first, but let them run with it. Have the managers pull it together for common words, common themes, 
and then you sit there as the owner of the company and bring that statement together. Mark my words, the second you do that, it will be an immediate game-changing moment. And what if other people have different purposes that don't exactly, that aren't exactly cohesive with the exact way that you framed it in your original statement? I'm worried less about what I said and more around how to bring it together for that common belief. And so if there are differences, what a great framework to have a conversation with them asking, hey, look, this person said X, you said Y. Let's talk about why we look at this differently and see uh, share points of view. Let's talk about this because, again, that culture of conversation is such a powerful one. Boom. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. All right, Todd, we are now going to enter the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success (laughs) hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever's the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Todd Brook, are you ready for the randomness round? I am ready. Best advice you've ever received? You're either winning or you're learning. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Uh, Three wins. Uh, I go into a day, I identify my three wins that I'm going to get that day. Once I've knocked those out, my day can be over. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Be confident. Be confident that you can go ahead and ask questions from people. Don't be afraid of that. And for me, I thought I was asking plenty of questions. I thought I was asking the right ones, but I realized that for me, there was a bit of me that was probably always afraid to ask certain things. And I would kick my own butt and uh, say, you should be confident. You're asking the questions and the people around you have the right answers. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Passion. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I absolutely love scuba diving. What's one book that you've read that's made one of the biggest impacts on your business? I would say, uh, uh, instead I'll I'll reference a recent one uh, called, I believe it's called The Ice Cream Maker. And it was an incredible, simple book, about an hour read. It gives you a way to understand um, how to build an incredible team. And it tells it through the story of, uh, uh, of an ice cream company. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? I would say that from a social media tool, um, Sprout Social is an interesting listening tool that's very inexpensive that gives you pretty solid insight uh, to what people are doing on any of your social profiles. It's a great way to listen and understand. Todd, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. (laughs) (laughs) This has been absolutely incredible. Thanks so much for your time and also sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business, Todd? Well, they can find out about the agency at envisionitagency.com. That's E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N-I-T agency.com. Uh, and if they're interested in the engagement uh, business, it's engagementmultiplier.com. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode. Show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Todd, along with some other really cool resources we have on the site. Oh, when you're on the site, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you are now subscribed to the show and you don't miss any of these amazing episodes. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.